0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking NFL Draft again. Last week, we went over the first round as it happened there, right at the end. So we got you got all of our reaction there. So if you haven't heard that episode, go back, check out last Thursday night, Friday morning's episode and you can get all our reaction to the first round which only had one running back picked had a couple wide receivers really I mean there's a lot of times lately the fantasy action in round 1's not as big but honestly I think some of the bigger deals here for fantasy came starting in second round so we'll go over that in just a second before we do that Make sure you guys go check us out on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit or Twitter at the FF Profit. The website's FantasyFootballProfit.com. And also, we have a Facebook page out there. We'll start using that a little bit more as we get towards the season. Facebook.com slash FantasyFootballProfit. Make sure you guys go check us out, all those different places. And always, It's always great if you give us a five-star review on iTunes or Google, wherever you can leave reviews. It always helps us out, so make sure you do that as well and let's just jump right into this second round here Jeff let's just go we'll just go in order we'll talk about the players as they come up in the order of the draft what we think about them their their situations and so the first player that comes up was the very first pick of the second round and it was T Higgins going to Cincinnati which I like this I think this was a good good pick a I I love the I love the biz I love everything about it, actually. I don't know how you feel. I know you you like Tiggins, and I think this is a good, I think it's a good spot for him.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love this one. I I thought that um, Cleveland, um, my gosh, it was the other team that had to rebuild, but I think Cincinnati (laughs) did a wonderful job, right? And they they go out and they get Burrow, kind of a no-brainer pick, but at the same time, you go out and you get someone that is going to be with them for the long haul that really can develop in being that number one guy. You don't know what's gonna happen with with AJ Green. You don't really know what's gonna happen with, with the rest of the wide receivers on that team. They haven't been able to keep a tight end healthy. Um, Mixon is holding out possibly. So if you're going to start an offense, that would be a terrible way to start it. So at least you give him one guy that is gonna be consistent. So I, I truly love it. Also, he's got the height. He's got the speed. He looks like the real deal. And Clemson has put out a lot of good wide receivers, as we've talked about before, right? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins being obviously the, the one that you think about right off the top of your head. But I, I love the pick. I, I think um, him slipping out of the first round is just due to being so much talent in the wide receiver realm. Um, so I, I don't think it was a very difficult choice. But I'm glad that they, they doubled up on the offensive side of the ball.
0: You know, they have some good receivers there, but let's say, like, A.J. Green, we obviously don't know what how he's going to be now coming back. He doesn't have that much left in the tank, you would think. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, Tyler Boyd's okay, but I'm honestly—I'm not the biggest Tyler Boyd fan. I think he's just—I think he's a good NFL receiver, but that's it. He's, he's nothing special at all to me. Um, Auden Tate was okay last year, right? Again, he's nothing special. And then John Ross could maybe have been, but— just hasn't happened, right? Injuries. And I think T. Higgins can easily step in right away, be the number two there, and maybe not this year be a massive fantasy player, but I could see a Burrow Higgins combination in a couple years being really tough to stop. I, I think it's a great landing spot for him completely. So I don't know. You don't I mean he's going he should pass Boyd, right? I don't that's my thoughts. I'm not just not the biggest well, Boyd fan.
1: Yeah, that's that's the plan, right? They do have Boyd under contract for another four years i think they have him until 2023 so you do have boyd but you never know and then like you said with john ross you don't know with with injuries and i don't think he would ever be kind of i would love it if he really did break out but um he it just shows that uh, i don't think it's going to happen for him maybe i'm writing him off too early but that's why i think t higgins is so important aj green i high i mean i just don't see a world where they keep him after this year so you are gonna need other playmakers around Burrow and um you might as well start now because you don't wanna start next year when he's supposed to really start doing stuff.
0: Yep. You know, I, I like the pick and I think it's a just a good good spot for Higgins. So let's go to let's go to the next one here, actually. How about the Colts? Colts pick up Michael Pittman Jr. from USC with the second pick of the second round, more receivers off the board, I and mean, they just really, really receiver heavy. And so with this one, you know, it's um more of, I'm not, Pittman's, I wasn't as high on Pittman, I guess, as Higgins and a couple other guys, but it, I don't know what this means. Like, do they not believe in Paris Campbell who they drafted last year? Maybe they don't. Zach Paschal was always like this little, you know, sleeper type guy who had a good season. That probably ends that, doesn't it? I'm, uh, that's, um, you're not gonna um be looking to get him as much, are you?
1: No, I mean, it does hurt without a doubt.
0: But this one is, this one's interesting. I'm not really sure what to think. I mean, Pittman, I wasn't, I just wasn't as high on him, I guess. So because of that, I'm just not as, um, you know, it, it's a good, it's a, he's up there, but I don't know. I, I I think it's okay. But Rivers too, I'm not sure how good Rivers is going to be. Maybe I'm just not sold on Rivers. I'm not sold on the whole, the whole thing yet. And there's still other guys there. There's Hilton, there's Pascal. there's Campbell. I'm not sure how it's going to play out exactly, but this is just, I guess I'm that much higher on Higgins than I am Pittman. I would probably have been happy with Higgins here, but you know, in this, that situation. So I think that's part of it for me.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, I liked Higgins better. um, As far as what I thought, as far as the talent, but a lot of people are liking Pittman, right? I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know every player and every team well enough to really determine who is going to do better because you don't really know who they played against when it comes to college ball. Um, USC, obviously a good school, but to be quite honest, they kind of fly under the radar nowadays. So um, all I know is this, he does have the frame to be a number one on the outside. I'm sure that obviously they want to pair someone up with Hilton, right? I know he's been a little hit or miss health wise. So if you can do that, um, I don't think it really says anything about Paris Campbell because I think Paris True. Campbell is a slot guy. He's he's quick. He's very, very fast. They can use him in different ways, but I don't think he's that outside guy. So I think you're just getting the offense to a place where you you have all the pieces in place and, and we'll eventually get to him as well. But talking about the running back, right?
0: So actually, we'll, we'll skip over the next running back because this is a good spot then to, to talk about Jonathan Taylor here. There was one other running back that was picked before him, but Jonathan Taylor going to the Colts too. So Taylor went and the, with the ninth pick of the second round, which this was not where I thought he would go. I didn't see him going to the Colts. That was just not on my radar at all. And what does this mean? What does this say about their belief in Marlon Mack? It can't. Well, it, it, it's it's he. They, I mean, they believe he can't be the every down back. Pretty much it, and they want to have a committee. That's what you got to believe, right?
1: I mean, I I have my own personal beliefs. I think, I I think they were fine with Marlon Mack if they would have st- like you know if that is where they would have ended up. But yeah. I think the fact that someone of I mean, once again, I'm a big Jonathan Taylor believer. Um, I look at his size and his speed, what he was able to do in college. I truly think he is the real deal, and I think with that offensive line, he is going to be absolutely deadly. This first year, he will have to be a committee back with Marlon Mack, who is another very good running back. Um, <clears throat> so that is uh, that'll be interesting to watch. But my whole thing on this is I think you do that, and you guarantee that Marlon Mack doesn't try to do what a lot of these other running backs are, are doing to teams, where they're pretty much... You know, bending them over barrel, and they're trying to get as much money out of him as they can. I don't think any team really believes in a in a running back enough anymore to give him the big payday. Um, the only time it happens is if you're rebuilding, and, and mixing can do it. And I mean, uh, the last couple of years, it's become very clear that running backs have to get everything they can early. And I think with this move, they are ready to move on from Marley Mack very quickly. And after after this year or next year, I can't remember when his uh, contract is up. I think that they're just like, Hey, we have another guy, you know, feel free to test the market, but here's the amount of money we're willing to give you to be a committee back. Honestly, I think that is more of it than them believing in Mac. But also I think Jonathan Taylor is just a Supreme talent. I I really do. I think if it wasn't for this draft class with all of the offensive talent, I think we'd be talking about him. Like we did about like a, uh, uh, like a four
0: So I might've, I mean, not really ruffled feathers, but I put out some ranks, rankings today for running backs, and I put Jonathan Taylor is twenty third right now for me in the rankings for the year, and Marlon Mack does not make my top thirty. I just I think he's a better back. Yeah, I
1: don't I don't have any problem with that. I really right. don't.
0: I think he's a better running back, and I think it's gonna even if it doesn't start the year that way, where he's getting all the work. It's, I think it's going to become that way. Marlon Mack was he's been he's been good, but he hasn't been he's not he's not special. He's just not. And, and, you know, Taylor could be He he really could be. So it, it just, it was a surprise for me to see him go here, but yeah, you know, I think he can take over that job and then, okay, let's move to the next running back then, or the one who actually was picked before Taylor, which again, surprised this one really surprised me, especially being a Lions fan. I didn't think, I didn't see them drafting DeAndre Swift. That was again, not on my radar, nothing. I did not expect that to happen, but I'll take it good, you know? But I guess the bigger story is, I mean they don't believe in Carry On Johnson. It's the same thing, is right? The Marlon Mack is it? Is it something like that, or do they just want to be a running team? Run it with both. I guess like you can't trust Carry On. You can't trust his uh, his health right now. And Swift is just too good of a player that they did not expect to be available there. And so I think you just you take the the talent when you when you get an opportunity to take it. I think that's what the Lions did here.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I I love the pick. I, I mean, I don't know what it does for his fancy value. I'll be completely honest. That will shake out um, when they finally get to playing a little bit. Um, before, I, I'll get to my question for you in a moment. But I do have to say this. I think it is very smart for the Lions to go ahead and draft Swift. First of all, I don't think you they thought they were going to be able to get him here. I thought everything I saw was he was going in the first round. Um, he was going to be either probably the first back off of the board um he wasn't luckily running backs dropped until the very last pick of the first round and then right here and as a third uh, pick in the second round to the lions but he's got all of the tools he can do a lot of great things and carry does get hurt a lot he's been a very good back when he stayed healthy but if you're going to be good you have to have depth as well and i think that's what they're doing they're adding that depth something happens to either one of them they're not completely out of it And if something happens to Stafford again, they're not out of it either because they lost Stafford, they lost carry on. And then they were just picking people off of the waiver wire in order to play. Um, You know, so I I love the pick. I think even though you already have your, you know, what they would have called the starter back. I, I think that is, this is the new norm. I think you have more than one back that you want to believe is very good. And you go from there and, you're going to have special players, right? You're going to have Saquon, you're going to have Kamara, you're going to have all that. But even Kamara has, um, you know, other people that play alongside of him because he doesn't take every snap. So this doesn't necessarily uh, surprise me. It surprised me that Swift made it to them and then they pulled the trigger because, let's be honest, the Lions do have a lot of other needs. So I'm, I'm impressed that they went and got the best player and didn't go for another need, whether it be on defense or whatever it may be. But I guess this is my question for you, Craig. Okay, we know Carryon, and now you see Swift. Which one of them would you rather have on your team?
0: I want Swift. Um, right,
1: right out, of yep. the right out the get go, right out the gate,
0: right away. So in my ranks again, I'll say that I put Swift twenty sixth, and Carryon is not in my top thirty. And I again, I think Swift. I think Swift's a better. I think he's a better running back. It's again, it's the same situation where I mean, Carryon was good. We can, I think we always wanted more from him, and it wasn't showing. It wasn't happening quite yet. And but I think Swift is a better running back, and he's going to prove it. He's going to show it again. He's going to show it just like Taylor's going to show it over Mac. I think Swift and Taylor are both just better running backs, and that will you know that will allow them to jump you know Mac and Johnson and become the guys. And it might not. It's not going to be like a full full workload yet. But it, they will be the majority of the workload because they're they're just better. They're just better. So yeah, it's gonna be it's swift all day for me. I'm uh I'm out on carry on. I am now. I'm out on carry on. Just it's uh, I was <laughs> what was it just a couple weeks ago we thought he'd be some kind of sleeper pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, he was going, Hey, that's what happens. But I'm it's it's swift for me. I think he's uh in a good good spot there. All right, let's go. Let's go to the tenth pick of the second round, and let's see if I can get this guy's name right. Do you know how to pronounce his name, Lavisca Chenault? Here,
1: no, close I do enough, not. right?
0: <laughs> yeah. that's close enough, right? Yeah. Uh, going, going to Visca. Let's call him Visca. Going to, <laughs> going to Jacksonville. There as the. I mean, I don't even know how many wide receivers are off the board at this point. But another one that I don't know a lot about. I'll be honest here. Do you have any <laughs> a lot of extra stuff that I don't know about him here? Know about Visca? Probably no, not, right? No,
1: I'll be honest. This one, uh, this, this one. one got me as well. I was.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't pay much attention to people playing for Colorado. I'll be honest. You know, I watch college football, but I don't watch college football like that. You know what I mean? And I was to say throw some numbers out there for you. So his sophomore year was actually his better year of his. He's, he played three years. Didn't really do much his freshman year. Sophomore year, eighty six catches for a thousand yards, six touchdowns. And then this pat he actually ran for five touchdowns as well off seventeen carries. And then his junior year he went down in numbers only had fifty six catches for seven sixty four and four touchdowns. So numbers went down, but he had the good sophomore year where you really could see you know he had some talent. But be six two two twenty. But that's all i about to know about him right now. <laughs> so I'll say the fifth though. Jacksonville's always had a million receivers, right? All the same receiver as well. I just don't know if he will jump up above them or not, and he he can, though. If he really is, like, he's top of the second round here. If he really does have this talent, he could jump ahead of all the guys who are just guys, except for Chark. I do like Chark, but I need to see some more from him, right? But even after Chark, there's still D.D. Westbrook. I mean, Lee's not with him anymore, but it feels like there's just been a million guys there, and... Is Gardner Minshew, though, the quarterback to lead him there? I think you're a bigger Minshew fan maybe than I am. I'm just – I'm not all sold on Minshew.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I do like Minshew. I mean, I think he was – I think he's better than Foles, honestly. I'm not a big Fools yet. Yeah. I think that's what it came down to. Yeah. Uh, he showed me enough that you give him another year for sure. I No, I don't know enough – I'll be honest. I don't know enough about Chanel in order to tell you what to expect. I mean – this one you just have to believe that they did their due diligence he has size right um you know four five eight speed he's not necessarily a burner so you know he he must just be an all-around good wide receiver um and i don't know the thing about the thing about jacksonville is they've had a lot of decent wide receivers or a lot of wide receivers that you feel like have the opportunity to break out they never really do right shark Yep, And and everyone does it for, like, a game or two, but they never were able to do it for a, a longer period of time. Chark, if he does it this year, he'll be the first one. So, you know, I, whether or not that is, you know, Jacksonville's far, fault as far as how they go about, you know, teaching these wide receivers or getting them acclimated to the game, or whether or not that is just who they got and they saw, you know, the original talent and then from there those players just weren't able to make the next step I don't know that I really don't my guess would be I I don't like the outlook in it because you don't have an elite quarterback even though I think you're building the team in the you know you're trying to build the team I don't even know if it's the correct way honestly I, I think Jacksonville is kind of a you know just kind of out there I, I really don't know what to expect from him but um yeah, me too I, I don't i don't really have a great feeling about it but it has nothing to do with the player because i don't know him that well but because i don't know him because he didn't stand <laughs> out in the combine or necessarily in any uh any games that i saw and then i don't really like jacksonville all that much i i don't have a whole lot to say about him and that's i guess that's what it comes down to very yep. little about chanel
0: yep All right, let's move to the next one here, who is actually the first tight end off the board with the 11th pick in the second round going to the Bears. It's Cole Komet from Notre Dame. And, you know, early, I guess, for a tight end here. First one off the board. And, okay, this isn't probably fair to him, but I just look at the history of Notre Dame tight ends and in my mind, (laughs) they just, I feel like they haven't been great in the NFL. Is that, I mean, am I off on that? I got to pull this list up. I feel like I'm just remembering guys that have been, Talented, drafted decently high, and haven't really ever lived up to it.
1: I don't know. I I I only think of uh, okay. I got here. We go. I got some. How about I think it's Marjo.
0: Let's go. Let's go back here a little bit. 2013, Tyler Eifert, first rounder. Couldn't stay healthy, but would have been good. We can go Kyle Rudolph, second rounder. Has he ever been quite? But he's been. Oh, he's always like there, but he's just he hasn't become that like fantasy star like he right, should have right. so say,
1: if, if you were an nfl team you'd be like yeah yeah that was a yeah, hit that it, you definitely did well
0: but, so those are both of those guys which are just they've always been like on the verge of being better than i feel like they should be better than they are they didn't quite get there and those were uh first rounder for eifert and a second rounder um like Komet was rudolph some others actually go back a little bit 2008 john carlson was a second rounder he really panned out um <laughs> anthony fasano was a second rounder yeah Yeah,
1: not good and then yes it's it's not
0: fair that's not fair that's not fair to commit it's just a tight end in the second round and tight ends first year fantasy don't do anything for me they just don't yeah I mean (laughs) I just
1: every time I do it I get angry thinking about the lines and how they're yeah
0: Yeah, I mean even (laughs) like Hawkinson and and Fant last year they showed their they showed their sign their flashes but it's a first year tight end unless you're what Gronk it really doesn't happen
1: no, and and how do you feel about this? Because he did go to the Bears. You do have Burton there still, even though he completely – No,
0: he's not anymore. He is not there. Burton now is with the Colts.
1: Oh, my God. I he, completely forgot about yeah. that. So, yeah, Burton he just, fell off so badly last year that I kind of lost track of him. Yep. Wow, okay. Well, either way, I'm not going to lie, I, even with him, I was like, okay, he'll be buried, he'll have a year to figure it out. But, yeah, even if he's number one, I'm not I – I just don't care that much. Yep. They didn't. I mean, they weren't even able to use Burton that well. So I know he was injured, but still.
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, he was only released on the seventeenth, only twelve days ago, and then the Colts picked him up five days later. So, um, yeah, that one kind of got lost in the shuffle of everything being crazy in life. I would say.
1: Yeah. Well. (laughs) Well, it gives at least it gives Cole a little bit of a chance. I still. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I still not, not yeah. very high in it, especially for fantasy. Yep,
0: yeah, not for fantasy for this year. All right. So the next wide receiver off the board. Oh word, I lost my spot. KJ Hamler from Penn State going to the Broncos. So that's an interesting one. Broncos get themselves another receiver. I mean, how are you feeling about that? You got so you had already had Sutton, right? And you pick up Judy and Hamler
1: yeah um i mean you gotta love judy and not why not i mean if you really believe in the guy go out and get him obviously he's an undersized wide receiver so you're thinking that you have your two outside guys all you know figured out and you're trying to get more firepower especially coming out of the slot so if this is the guy that can do that that has a little more wiggle to his step that can catch a lot of balls through the middle he was relatively productive at penn state so even though I I wasn't overly high on him, I think that he's a good wide receiver. Was he really? I mean, I guess my question at this point was: he really rated to the point where you had to take him this high in the second round? I, I guess that would be my only I mean, question.
0: I didn't think so. I mean, I think he he's just that kind of guy, though. I think they want to you want players like this where you can try to use him and get him the ball. He 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 can be dynamic and thing. I just don't know if it's going to translate this year for fantasy, especially on this team right now. Which, okay, more than anything, with him getting Hamler and all these things, I mean, Drew Locke is set up, isn't he? Like, so you got Melvin Gordon, and you got Philip Lindsay in the backfield. You got Cortland Sutton. You got Jerry Judy. You got KJ Hamler. You got Noah Fant. I mean, Drew Locke has everything he needs to succeed here.
1: No, he really does. I mean, the only thing you can say is a lot of youth. I mean— yeah. No, I mean like that might be the only thing that True. that holds him back is how quickly can you get up and going if none of you know what is going on in the NFL. Um, but yeah, he absolutely has enough talent around him. Like if you just had Sutton, that would always be the question, right? I guess Sutton and Lindsay, but that would always be the question is like, well, I don't really have anyone. That is definitely not going to be the issue. Like how how badly would. Aaron Rodgers loved to have that offensive squad. No, I mean, like,
0: oh, yeah, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, if we will find out by the end of the year whether or not Locke can be the guy, and you're looking for a few games where he really goes off, because if it's anything less than that, he's probably not the guy.
0: So, let's go to the next player, next fantasy relevant player off the board. It's going to be Chase Claypool, wide receiver from Notre Dame, going to the Steelers. So, you know you like Claypool. I'm Probably rough. went earlier than you thought, even.
1: I did, but this I love this pick, and I yeah. love to the Steelers, absolutely. You have Juju. You get Chase Claypool, but which is a big, tough, mean wide receiver, really, and I think he fits mm-hmm. perfectly in Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger is going to be the only thing on this offense where if he stays healthy and if his elbow is good to go, I, th- th- there's going to be a lot of steals on this offense. If he is not right – then you know then it's going to be a little more like last year (laughs) but right (laughs) but um, i I really like chase claypool and i think he can actually have an impact this year if roethlisberger is right it will take him a few games to get into it because i think he is raw but he will have a few games where he does really special stuff because everyone's going to be on juju and who knows if he's gonna be third or second starting off the year but i think he'll be able to get open
0: i i like the pick um I wonder what it says about Deontay Johnson and James Washington. You know? Um, Oh, I I think it.
1: I mean, I one
0: of those guys is out, not out, but I I I have more confidence honestly right now in Deontay Johnson than I do James Washington. I think Washington might have had his chance. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think I think he did too. And I I like Washington. I, I know he was really good in college. He didn't show out though. And I think if he doesn't, I mean, you better show up in you know in the first couple games and obviously preseason if you want to hold on to your spot but even if Claypool is the number three behind one of those guys I mean I can't imagine he's gonna be number five right I think you're right one of those is out one of them is battling for it and then they're trying to hold on to that job but I mean, he's the prototypical guy. I mean, neither I just, of the other guys are.
0: I like this uh, stat here. This thing I'm reading: now. Claypool is just the second wideout to measure six foot four, 235 pounds or bigger, and run a sub 4.45 in the 40 yard dash since 2003.
1: Calvin Johnson.
0: It's awesome, man. That's that's <laughs> yeah. just that's just perfect, isn't it? Like, there's not guys like this. There's just not.
1: No, he it, is a physical freak. He really is. And the fact that you could get him this low. I mean, it's not even that low, and they went. I mean, they really did. There's so many wide receivers in this class that it's hard to say that, but he really is a physical freak. And you're talking about, I mean, we we didn't say that about T. Higgins, who is also six
0: four. You're true, yeah. No,
1: I mean, it's kind of funny, like because this guy is a different kind of athlete. He is.
0: It's just he is just very unrefined. The more I the more I look into him, really, after you talked about him too a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, whatever it was, it just you know, he really, I think I really like him. I think a lot of teams started to feel the same way as he seems to move up the draft boards. And finds himself in middle of the second. So let's go to the next player here. It's going to be a running back. It's going to be Cam Akers going to going to the Rams, which I think it's a great landing spot. You know, I picked, I guess in my draft steals, you had Claypool. I had Akers thinking he was going to go to a good situation based on, you know, just based on him being that running back, like the fourth or fifth or whatever back. And I felt like he was going to go to a good situation. I think I called out the Chiefs and the Rams, one of those two. And goes to the Rams, I think he's right away better than Malcolm Brown and Daryl Henderson. And if he beats them out for the job, I think he's in a good spot. The One thing that worries me, I guess, is that offense did struggle last year, right? They weren't They weren't the same. I guess I have confidence in McVay that he can help. He can turn that team around. Goff, I think, is good enough. They still have, you know... Couple good receivers. I think Akers is in a good spot. If he can beat out those other guys, he should be good. And I think he should beat out those guys. I think he should beat up Brown and Anderson. They're not special to me at all. He should be able to beat them out. He could be. In, he could be in a really good position here, and he might be in a better spot even possibly than Taylor and Swift. I don't have him ranked that way yet, but it's possible he is in a better spot when it when it all shakes out early on.
1: He might. I I don't. The truth is I don't know whether or not he is better than Henderson or Brown. I, I mean, I think – because I mean, it wasn't that long ago they took Henderson and they really true, liked him, true. right? True, true. I just – And yeah. he was behind Gurley. So I'm I'm kind of at a loss for how this will shake out because I don't think he got a fair shake last year because everyone said Gurley's hurting everything, but he got a lot of carries. I mean, Gurley was definitely the number one on that team. And that offense was not good, so Henderson's numbers didn't look great. I mean, I think he was a sub four yard per carry guy. But in saying all that, I I don't know if Cam Akers is necessarily that much better coming off college than Henderson was. So I'm 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 kind of in between. But if he turns out to be better, he will get a lot of work, and that will be valuable in itself.
0: Yep, and just the spot's good. So if he is, without a doubt, if he is better he'll get the shot we'll, we'll wait and see I mean no one like NFL teams don't know these things <laughs> I mean we're 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 guessing they're guessing almost as much as we are sometimes and how it's actually going to translate so we'll see here all right next up was actually a quick talk about a quarterback which is a surprise pick Jalen Hurts going to the Eagles um yeah he won't be fantasy relevant this year it's just it. It was just odd, right? I feel like they're going to try to use him in some strain in some ways. They they don't just draft him in the second round without an idea of trying to use him while Wentz is the quarterback and put him out there somehow. I just don't. I mean, it's not going to be much for fantasy right now. Just a that one surprised me. It was an odd pick. I thought. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, right now <laughs> it looks like to me. I mean, once again, it's kind of getting your depth NFL. You need depth. And obviously Carson Wentz have, has gotten injured before. Fools had to come in and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh they got rid of Fools. So I think this is them saying, Hey man, you're you're the guy, but we we need someone if you get hurt. You know, like we can't we can't stop you from from you know going on the IR. So we gotta go out and we gotta get someone because we don't believe in anyone behind you. I, I think really that is what it is. He's a very interesting player though. I mean, he really is. I is he an NFL guy? I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to for me. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I truly don't know. I, I think he's an interesting pick, but I think it's good that he, he didn't get picked to be like the heir apparent because I, I never got that, that feeling. So I think that you get a couple of years under your belt, you can figure out what you are. And then in the meantime, too, if once goes down, I, I have to believe that he would be a fine backup. And I think that's why they got him and they got him yeah. in the second round because, of that exact reason. Like you don't want your entire year to go down the drain because one player gets hurt.
0: Yep. All right, let's move on to the next I mean, we're still in the second round here. We're 30 minutes into this episode. It is so many fantasy relevant players here and we're not stopping yet. (laughs) This is pick 23 of the second round to JK Dobbins, which shocked me that he went after acres. That was the bigger, that was the bigger surprise for me was acres went ahead of Dobbins, but I love the spot for Dobbins for, I mean, I love it maybe more than other. I mean, if there was no Mark Ingram there, this would be just perfect, right? I mean, he would be way up the boards. He's not going to be because of Ingram, but if people have been listening all off season and I've been getting all this flack for this, I'm down on Ingram because I just just something. He's 30 years old. I guess that's why I'm down on Ingram. He's 30 years old, and I think you know what the Ravens thought the same thing here, didn't they? Yeah, Ingram's 30 years old. Let's get ourselves another back that can you know. Take some of the load off of Ingram. So Ingram, I don't think. I mean, my lower ranking of him, I think, is on Dobbins. Doesn't necessarily they'll become a huge factor right away, though. I,
1: I don't know that. I'm going to be honest. I, I think when I saw they, I, I did not think that they were going to be able to go out and get a, uh, I guess a. I just didn't think they were going to get a running back with a, a top three pick even, and I didn't think they were going to have a shot at J.K. Dobbins. When they got him, I immediately thought, "Oh wow, this changes a lot of what I was thinking." Because I was with you, okay, yeah. Ingram, he is getting older. I was, we were both very high in him last year, but you know, you're you're getting older. People kind of know what to expect. Um, you can see that they want to use multiple backs. They run it a ton. So why, you know, why focus on one? And then you get a guy like this who can do it all and is incredibly deadly. And all of a sudden, you have an incredibly young offense. I Look, I I love Mark Ingram. I think he is great. But I could see a world where J.K. Dobbins splits 50-50 with Mark Ingram, and I think that would make his relevance enough for me to draft him and for me to use him. And depending how that goes, he could be a very surprising weapon in the fantasy world because I I really think that highly of him. And – as me and Craig both said last year, you pair any running back yep. with mm-hmm. Jackson, and he is going to mm-hmm. be a dynamo, right? Well, sure. And we saw it last year, and we were right about Ingram, yeah. and I think we're going to be right about this guy, too, because I think you're going to have, you can have yep. multiple running backs on this team next year. That's that's my thought. Well, I think you can have Ingram and JK.
0: Gus Edwards ran for 711 yards last year. Gus <laughs> Edwards did.
1: Perfect perfect yeah. example yes
0: and that's and Jake, gus edwards is not jk dobbins so
1: no no he is not
0: i mean why wouldn't they split it 50 50 they don't need ingram to get all the work what's the how, point of that
1: do you do you have that in front of you how many carries did um, gus get
0: we'll be fine i don't i, I just pulled it away 10, i can, I can uh, get it. Real, i can get it real quick here 750
1: so, yards is no joke i mean obviously he
0: did it off 133 carries so yeah 133 carries for edwards yeah, I mean, Ingram's get or Dobbins is going to get that at least, right? He's
1: oh, yeah, and he will get a lot of uh work out of the backfield too, catching the ball, I would assume, because he has that breakaway speed. So, yeah, I love it, I, I, I love it, and I, I, I really do think that he has a, a very good opportunity to be fantasy relevant this year. I, I'm heavily watching JK Dobbins, I think he fell into a great spot.
0: He's uh, he's the one who can be a you know, a championship winner for your team if Ingram goes down. This guy, he's he's a top ten back every week without a doubt. It, I mean, just right away, you don't even think about it. Ingram goes down, you're putting Dobbins in your top ten weekly rankings, aren't you? It's just it's yeah, I am uh, without easy. a doubt. All right, so next up, we're still in the second round here. You got Van Jefferson from Florida, wide receiver. He's going to the Rams, who traded away Brandon Cook. So Jefferson's their new number three. You know, it's a decent pick, I guess. I'm, I'm I mean Van Jefferson again. I, he's he's okay, but I don't think he's going to really be hugely fantasy relevant this year behind Cup and Woods. I just don't see it happening. Um, they needed a third, but I'm not high on it for this year at all.
1: Not me either. I mean, I, you know, when you get to this point, they, I mean, the scouts are better than me because there's not a lot of tape to go off of, right? I mean, his, his numbers are – they're good. They're good for college. I mean, that's what it comes down to, but they're not anything – that jumps off the page to you. I mean, his final year, he went 49 receptions, 650 yards with six touchdowns. Good for a college player. It shows that he has ability. But, you know, is he going to be that guy right away? I don't know. I, he probably won't make my my list or be on my radar right away.
0: And um, the next wide receiver off the board uh, was Denzel Mims. I was higher on Denzel Mims, Mims than I was Jefferson here. And Mims goes to the Jets, which – you know, he's going to have an opportunity to play right away because, I mean, what, they got Brashard Perriman, they got Jamison Crowder, right? But, I mean, and they have, what, Quincy Anunwa, maybe yet? So, other per, I like Perriman. Crowder has always been okay, but there's nothing in Mim's way to becoming, uh, you know, used a lot. The only thing I guess that can stop that is it's the New York Jets, right?
1: yeah I mean (laughs) exactly I I do have to say I love the pick by the Jets though I mean I think this was the correct pick I like him more than I like what two three other wide receivers that we just talked about besides for Chase Claypool I I like him a lot I think he has a lot of raw talent and I think if you're the Jets right that is what you have to go you can't just go for a mediocre guy or like someone that can shore up the the team you're looking for a home run hitter whether he be that or not I think you have to go for it. So I I applaud them for actually doing it. I I think that this team, even though I'm not over the moon on them, I I think that this team has an opportunity to uh, kind of make a a very large jump in the right direction with who they went out and got. I I like the fact that they got uh, Perriman. I like the fact that they have Mims Mims on the other side. They still have Le'Veon. You're going to have, you know, Darnell that is not going to be sick for three, you know, first three games or whatever it was. So I I like this a lot. And I think uh, this is a good team for him because they know that he has a lot of talent outside of what he showed because he, he is physically more gifted than a lot of these other wide receivers.
0: All right, let's go to the final position player of round two. And so going into this, so this is AJ Dillon going to the Packers. And I mean, right, the Packers, I would say last year, probably their biggest, their strongest points were their quarterback position and their running back, right? So it just makes sense that you fill all the holes you need by getting a quarterback and (laughs) running back in first and second round. Yeah. I mean,
1: dude, this blew my mind too. I loved, first of all, the first round was enough where I was like, oh my gosh, dude, Aaron Rodgers is going to be so angry
0: so let's piss you know, off our quarterback and then let's yeah. piss off our starting running back. Oh,
1: Green Bay is going to be in, you know, like what and then they yeah, with your first two picks, really? That is what the the two strengths. You went what, 13 and 3, 12 and 4, yeah. what you, 13 and 3? Thir- 13 and 3. 13 and 3, and you don't fill any of your holes with the Oh my! I, I just I couldn't believe it. As soon as I saw that, I was like,
0: "Dude, what are I they mean, doing?" And nothing against AJ Dillon, nothing at no, all. But nothing
1: at all. But why? why but okay, world?
0: it wasn't okay. And I get what NFL teams are doing nowadays. They're getting they're getting you know second running backs. They're doing committees. It's just it's easier, right? You don't have the wear and tear on these backs. But I thought the Packers kind of had that with Jones and Jamal Williams, right? Thank I mean, you. Yes, I, they I thought did. they were. I thought they already had that. But I guess both of them are in the final years of their contract. That could be part of it. But I mean, not sure I mean, this is the thing, though, they're right there on the verge of Super Bowl, and let's get some other players, right? Let's fill some other holes, I feel like. Oh, dude and, God,
1: get yeah, anything yeah. man, get get a even if it was a linebacker that you're going to play every fourth- you know, fourth down or whatever, anything like that is like, okay, we need a, a linebacker that can you know, match up against tight ends well, even if it was a specialty
0: player. Well, and I can totally even,
1: understand that. I do not understand this pick.
0: Well and AJ Dillon's six foot two forty seven. He's not the he's not even a back that's gonna be like this change of pace type guy and catch balls. He's not even that.
1: No, and yeah. that's the thing. It's like so what I mean is he the uh, he's the goal line back yeah goal yeah. line back that seems like a weird thing to do because Aaron Jones has shown that he has been he has been very good. I mean yeah. he was so good last year and Jamal Williams was better than expected as well. So unless one of those guys that's going, and, and, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it doing it in here. There must have been no one else they liked, but I highly find that very yep. improbable since it was in the second round. How do you not have other players you like? Yeah.
0: So we did, What's 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 run through the third here quick. Sure. We we got through the second. We can get through the third quicker. But we're only forty minutes in. Why not? Let's get the third round done today too. How about that? God,
1: forty minutes in the second round.
0: <laughs> so we let's start off here. We'll we'll run through these a little bit quicker. There's not. I don't. There's. I mean. There's a good amount, but these guys aren't as aren't going to be as you know fantasy relevant. So the first position player off the board in the third was at the second pick, and it was my guy Antonio Gibson going to the Redskins. They have him as a wide receiver here. Is he going to be a wide receiver? Is he going to be a running back? Who knows? I don't know. No one yeah, knows.
1: I, I wept for you. As soon as I saw this pick, <laughs> I was like, oh, I went to Washington. Oh, want, want.
0: He like, has to go to my the team with, with Geis. Oh, man. Or oh, maybe everyone's, oh, everyone's hurt. Geis, so maybe, Geis' love. And, I mean,
1: uh, and you don't know what Haskins is. like. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> why I don't, would, you, why yeah. would you get – and, once again, this just blows my mind. I like that he is so athletic. But you're getting a Swiss Army knife when you, you aren't in the position to – even coach him up that way. I mean, Washington needs a lot more stuff. So I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it fits, even though I think the talent is there. I, I think that Washington got a little ahead of themselves I mean, and I feel bad for yeah.
0: him. I, I love Gibson. We'll just, it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to use them, but I, that's not the team I wanted them to go to. I'll say that, no. <laughs> but it'll be interesting. So then we drop down to pick 12 of the third, and this is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn running back, going to the bucks and this could be a really good spot for him. Um Ronald Jones is the guy there currently, but he has definitely not been great at all. He show he showed very little flashes, I'll say, right? I mean, I don't even know if you consider him really flashes at this point. But Vaughn has a chance. I would definitely say he has a chance to overtake Jones and become the main running back on what should be a very good offense. So, this is a good spot for him. I think this uh works out for Vaughn and it would have pretty much whoever went to this spot at running back but it's it's Keyshawn Vaughn so I think it works <laughs>
1: yeah I agree It would have been yeah, whoever true. whoever got drafted there so he does have a really good shot uh yeah. you know I don't I don't I don't know I don't think he's anything special no I don't necessarily is, think that either which so. is just insane for the bucks because once again you're just I mean yeah. anyway but yeah he has as good of a shot yeah, as anyone on that roster to start
0: and then we'll drop down to the Raiders. Had back-to-back picks and picked up wide receivers in back-to-back picks, which was curious, right? Um, especially what after they drafted Henry Ruggs in the first, let's pick two more receivers in the third. I mean, this is like ra- this is Raiders, man. This is old school Raiders. I feel like the way they used to do things in the two thousands and stuff. And the first one's Lynn Bowden Jr., who Bowden Jr. who's just he's he's all over the board, actually. He's listed a wide receiver. He was the quarterback as well for them. He returned punts. Like this guy can do anything. So again, it's I don't know how they're going to use him. He's he's a very interesting player, though. I just don't know how it's going to translate to the NFL at all. But I mean, I like I'm I'm curious how players like this will work out. But a lot of times it doesn't feel like it typically results in a lot of fantasy value.
1: Yeah, it feels like it feels like they need extra coaching in order to learn a position that a lot of other people already learned in college. He, he does look like a, a very good athlete, and I mean, if you're, <laughs> I feel like this is a very Raiders thing to do.
0: Yeah, right. Um,
1: the fact that I feel like all of their wide receivers are going to be, you know, undersized and very fast. I mean, if you're going to go for it, might as well go for it. Like, just put all the speed on the field and say we don't have a number one. Like, we'll just throw it anywhere. Maybe they're trying something new. I don't really know, but the people they picked, that's what it feels like to me.
0: Well, their next pick was Brian Edwards, another receiver from South Carolina. I mean, at this point, he's the fourth guy. He's right. If they're using these other ones, I don't know how it's going to be played out. They have Ruggs, Tyrell Williams, you know, Bowden, Edwards. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not necessarily terribly excited, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, this guy does have size, and I guess Tyrell yeah. does too, but like,
0: yeah, but yeah, yeah. So next up went uh, the Buffalo Bills picked Zach Moss, running back from Utah. He goes to Buffalo to back up Devin Singletary, not to split carries with Devin Singletary, right? So, and I really believe that, truly. So I think maybe. I, well, the thing know. is, Devin Singletary was a third round pick just last year. So how you know? It's the same as Moss this year. How do we know? We don't know, and maybe they are taking him to be like Singletary Gore was last year. You know, it's 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 possible. I mean, NFL running backs these days—that's what they're doing, right? They're just they're splitting time. And I'm not in love with this as a big Devin Singletary fan. I'll be honest. I I don't necessarily think. Uh, I don't know. I I think it should be fine, <laughs> but. Hey, when you pick a third a third round back, that's not especially these days. That's not um, that's pretty early yet. So we'll see, right? We'll see how that works.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm still. I still believe in Singletary's. Yeah, his talent. I, I truly do. I, I loved him coming out of the draft last year. So I'm, I'm sticking with him because I. I think Zach Moss would have been. I think this is not a great spot for him. I think he'll get carries, but I think Singletary will be the featured back. When all is said and done, because I, I truly believe in his talent.
0: Yeah, i i I think I do too. So <laughs> I hope so. I'm a. I'm a yeah, we, I'm
1: a... <laughs> I mean, you're right. Though we don't know. <laughs> we don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm hoping here. All right, who do we have up next? Uh, da 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 da. Going. Oh, Ravens picked up a wide receiver, Devin. How do I even say this guy's last name from Texas? Duvernay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, again, you know, he's kind of more of like a, well, a sl- slot receiver type player we'll see you know and that's not a the Ravens aren't a bad spot for him to go at all I just they don't have a lot of depth there right not a lot of great depth they have you know Hollywood Brown and what else Willie Sneed and
1: okay you know I just made this joke about (laughs) about the Raiders but yeah I mean truly uh you know Baltimore does not care about size I mean they truly do not they're going to just hit you in every direction I mean, when Hollywood Brown and this guy will
0: Oh and, Miles possibly, Boykin.
1: and boy, yeah. I mean, when when you have those three guys, it's just gonna be quickness and undersized, and you know they're you know that offense is so strange. I don't think you have to be very prototypical as far as who you're throwing to. So Boykin's it'll be the very only interesting.
0: I say Boykin's the only size player they have there, but he barely played last year, so we right. don't even I mean, know if he will.
1: Yeah, what exactly. he'll do,
0: and that's it. So. Next up, we have the Titans picked up a running back. Dar- Darrington Evans from Appalachian State goes to be Derrick Henry's backup. So, I mean, the way they used Henry, Evans isn't going to see many opportunities to play unless they want to not, you know, just run Henry into the ground next year.
1: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, yeah, unless. Let's be honest. You're yeah. not you're not drafting this guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not not for not no Unless just...
1: you're unless you're going for a handcuff event.
0: Yeah, you're you're not gonna be doing much here. Okay. The Packers picked up a tight end. Man, why do they have to get me with these names? <laughs> <laughs> Josiah, something or other. Deguara, let's let's call it that. <laughs> tight end, go to the Packers. Hey, you know what this Jimmy Graham, is he still there? Yeah, maybe. I don't even know.
1: Jimmy has <laughs> moved on, I believe.
0: Right. I, okay. I used to think whoever came in at tight end with the Packers was going to be the guy. Right. It could could possibly finally be that. Oh
1: my gosh! This is why. Okay. for I just have to interrupt this. I, I yeah. knew that he moved on, but I couldn't remember why the whole Bears thing. He went to the Bears. Oh yes, yeah, right. Of course. he went That's to why. Bears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. Of course, he went to the Bears. I just didn't care that much.
1: No, no one does.
0: <laughs> he's, he's he's an after. He's done. I would say he's he could he should have just retired. Be honest. He's done. But Packers pick up a tight end. Might work out, might not. It's not going to work out for fantasy this year. Just leave it at that. <laughs> doesn't doesn't interest me for fantasy. Then the maybe does this one interest you for fantasy? Probably not. Patriots pick up a tight end, Dalton Keen, from Virginia Tech. Definitely doesn't interest me anymore with whoever their quarterback is. We don't even is it is it Jarrett Stidham? Maybe. So not not loving that pick. I mean, it's fine for a pick, but not loving it for fantasy this year. And then we'll round it off. The final position player of round three, Adam Troutman, tight end, going to the Saints. I'm more interested in this, but he's still behind Jared Cook.
1: So. Yeah, I'm a,
0: he's a good yeah. one. he's a good tight end though. I think he actually he, I, is.
1: I, I, I agree with you, but I you know yeah, and, in and this ends. offense that's great. But you know, I don't know. I mean, you'd really even in a dynasty league, right? Because Jared Cook is probably not long for the Saints.
0: But either is Drew Brees, so... <laughs> right, exactly. So,
1: you do have a good offense, but, I mean, that's very true. For now. So, I mean, where does this guy even rank? I mean, is this on your radar as not, far as a no. dynasty draft or no? Nah.
0: No, not really. Not right now. Just no. isn't. So, all right. That's it for rounds two and three. I think that's where we'll cut it off today. Next, you know what? We'll probably talk next week. We'll finish up. We'll do rounds four through seven because there's more interesting players out there. There really is. We can run through them, but this is... Uh, Rounds two and three, man, it was stacked with running backs and wide receivers. That's for sure, and tight ends even there at the end. But some, there is some definitely some value here, some good players. And
1: if you had to pick, okay, say you have to pick uh, one running back and one wide receiver out of the round two that you think will be most fantasy relevant, who would you go with?
0: You know, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be Dobbins. Actually, I think he has the biggest chance. And I just, I, I just foresee, I don't know why, a Mark Ingram injury, <laughs> and Dobbins <laughs> just becomes like that good. I mean, Swift and Taylor obviously are good, but Johnson and Mac are also pretty good, and they're good enough to keep playing, right? They're, and same and Then Akers, I'm just not as high on Akers as I am those, um, the, you know, Dobbins, Taylor, Swift to begin with. Akers is, he's, he's fine. But again, I think, yeah, he, like you said, he does have some competition. Dobbins has the probably the funny thing is Dobbins has Ingram, but the thing is that offense, that running game is so good. Just it's so good. If Dobbins gets the chance, this guy can be a top player this year. And I, for some reason, I just think it's going to happen. So it's going to be, it's Dobbins for me.
1: Yeah. I like him. I know the craziest thing. I know that, you know, Edwards Allaire is going to get all of the talk. Right, he is yep. going to be up there in a lot of in in a lot of rankings, and he should be. I, he has gone to the best possible you know team in order to highlight his skills, and you get a lot of touches and great situations. All of that, all of that is absolutely true. But I do have to say, I just want to put that out there that Jonathan Taylor and J.K. Dobbins, where they went and what the talent they have. There is a very good op- like, good opportunity that they might be better than Hilaire this year. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't like that people are saying it's pretty much a done deal and then he is going to be the, the all-time greatest running back all of a sudden. Like, I, I know that people get ahead of themselves, but I, I do think that that talk has gotten already way out of control because we don't know what Kansas City is going to do. And we do have to believe they're going to give them a lot of touches. But um those other two guys have opportunities in a in a big way as well, and honestly, I thought both of them were better than Alaire, and that's just me personally but so it'll be very interesting. but I well, just wanted to say that because it's been kind of it's been kind of annoying me that he has been <laughs> put on that pedestal immediately. Well,
0: I thought they were all better than him, but I, his 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 potential spot is just so good too though. So, it but is, Dobbins' but Dobbins's can be as good.
1: Yes, we, but that, we looked like, at, I mean, any any running back that went there was supposed to be very, very good, right? I mean, even yeah. last year, I mean, and what happened? I mean, you know, the, the fact is they can give it to anyone. It's the same reason with, unless you're Tyreek Hill or, or Kelsey, on that offense, it's feast or famine, and that's why we kind of love yeah. hate. But to put him up there being like, he's a sure thing, I think that is a dangerous concept this early.
0: And I ranked him 13th or 14th. And I get that because – <laughs> I mean, I do get no, that because it's, you're,
1: you're looking at the opportunity cost. It's all opportunity, it, but yeah.
0: Dobbins would be higher if he was the starter in his offense.
1: So yeah, he, and I he, do have to or, say, Alaire is the number one guy there. And I think Jonathan Taylor, honestly, I think when all is said and done, I think he'll be the number one as well. But Allaire is already there, and I, that's why you should have him ranked higher. Yep. But I do think people are, are going overboard, and I think it's becoming a 4 conclusion. And that is what I, yep. I kind of start hesitating on.
0: Well, all right. I think that will do it for today's well, extended episode, I would say, as we cover rounds two and three. We'll be back next week. Probably talk a little bit more draft, start getting into rankings for next year. Talk to you guys then.